they're showing up to life in a way that they're not pretending that they know all the answers and that they're opening themselves up to a place of being humble and asking for advice and asking for help and asking for coaching. And we feel that those are some ways that you can look at yourself and and see, you know, is this something, is this a behavior that I either am currently doing, that I have thought of, that I would like to implement, that have me living in my heart more so than other places, i.e. your mind. This is Evolve CPG, a community of purpose-driven brand leaders who not only believe in better, but actively pursue it. That's better products, better brands, and better leadership for a better world. I'm your host, Gage Mitchell, founder and creative director of Modern Species, a sustainable brand design agency helping better brands grow and scale their impact. On today's episode, we're talking about cultivating your heart set to better balance your intellectual reasoning so you can become a more intuitive leader. Our guests, Linwood Paul and Matt Damore, are co-founders of Subtle Distinctions, where they cultivate thoughtful leaders from the inside out. Heart set, your greatest source of opportunity and success. We should start out by defining what heart set is as far as our experience of it and use of it. And there's three parts of it. There's the one are the conditions of heart set. The other is the behaviors of heart set. And the third are the driving forces of heart set. So as it relates to the condition of heart set, it's the soul connecting to the heart attached to the core values of who we are and the things that matter the most to us and that excite us as a condition, as a way of being. And then the behaviors are living in ways that are grounded in modeling empathy, kindness, caring, compassion, those sorts of human connecting pieces. And then the driving forces is that heart set is the why that we want or desire the things that we want or desire. So that said, we'd like to suggest or provide these eight ways to begin the process of cultivating an aware, conscious, evolving heart set. One of them is that you face strongly held beliefs and observations that have held you back in the past as invitations to grow beyond them and to live without fear or worry. Sure, please, Matt. Yeah. And so other things too, and and these are examples, Gage, of when someone has such an abstract potential concept of, as Hart said, of ways in which they can see it in a practical, grounded, relevant way in their life. And so a second way of what that might represent or what that might look like is is weaving playfulness, fun, and, and other positive emotions into your goals, expecting that your greatest demonstration of boldness and courage are still ahead of you. Other ways is that knowing that your feelings matter and you shift away from making overly head-based choices that don't emotionally excite you. And so I want to just comment on on that one specifically and is that as a culture, typically we are trained and conditioned to go to our mind for making decisions. And I say that you've all heard like, what does your gut say? Follow your heart, right? Those are all phrases that we have heard, but what does that actually mean? And so I like to tell people that a lot of times our, our mind is good for either others 
and or keeping us safe. Like we're going to go to the grocery store. Let's make sure we know when to stop at a red light in the car and that we don't get hit and all these types of things. But as it relates to really allowing ourselves to be guided and how we make decisions to guide our life, we're recommending that that come from a place of the heart and how to listen to the voice inside of ourselves. And that would, is this our heart speaking or is this our mind speaking? And those are two very different signals. And for everyone to like begin to understand where that voice comes from and what that voice feels like inside of them and ultimately how those are being used as tools because we're not we're not indicating that one is better than the other we're saying that both you know the mindset in this case and the heart set are both tools and how to best use them another way to another way to know if you're cultivating an aware conscious evolving heart set is that you fall more deeply in love with your life and appreciate the elements in it We've all heard about gratitude practices, and we've all heard that what you focus on is what you see, and that if you take the time to focus on what is working, that that's primarily what you will see. You know, everything from the reticular activating system to mindfulness to all of those practices are about what you pay attention to. So, falling more deeply in love with your life and appreciating the elements in it are what can spark and bring more cultivated aliveness to your heart set. If you're willing to let go of people who aren't aligned with the direction you want to go and the kind of life you want to live. Some of the things that people are talking about now, I think, would include words like your tribe. Who's your tribe? Who's your village? Who are your people? Your peeps? You know, those things all have to do with making sure that that's in alignment with the direction that you want to go, or that you feel inspired and encouraged by people who appear to be further along paths similar to yours and see them as allies, not competitors. In businesses where, you know, people are looking to get ahead and move on in their careers, all too often people who are already there or people who are on similar paths look like competitors. And if we see them as allies, we can start to communicate with them in terms of, well, how did you get there? What did you do? What do you know? What can I learn from you? How can my heart be less competitive with all of those feelings that come up in there and more sharing our humanity together as we matriculate? And this is something that we're seeing now more than ever in just the times that we're at, whether it be as a result of us working at home and having time to experience what that life could be like, or just the changes that have resulted in the last year and a half, is that you're fully committing yourself to taking new actions and behaviors, even when you're not sure how they're going to turn out. Our understanding that in a lot of the conversations that we're having is is to see where fear potentially is driving a lot of the choices and the ways of being. And so cultivating that that conscious evolving heart set is stepping into a space potentially with some sort of intuitive nature or just a knowing that this is something that ultimately will bring me more happiness and joy. I don't know exactly how this is going to turn out, but I feel guided and called. And those are kind of some tricky words, but that this is what I need to do. And then also that you appreciate vulnerability and honesty in yourself and others by willing to ask for help, advice, or coaching. So when someone operates from that place of, of their heart, 
they're showing up to life in a way that they're not pretending that they know all the answers and that they're opening themselves up to a place of being humble and asking for advice and asking for help and asking for coaching. And we feel that those are some ways that you can look at yourself and and see, you know, is this something, is this a behavior that I either am currently doing, that I have thought of, that I would like to implement, that have me living in my heart more so than other places, i.e. your mind. So because our premise gauge is that heart set is your greatest opportunity for success, we've got to make some distinctions here. So let's talk about what heart set requires. Because what it is, is not to the exclusion of uh, mindset or skill set, but the balance, living in a balance of heart set, mindset, and skill set. So as it relates to heart set, it requires to give our minds a break, for one, and then making a space, and that will make a space for our heart's desires. There's a lot of people who know how they feel about something, or they get, as Matt said earlier, a gut sense. And then it works its way up to the mind, and it gets shifted and changes, it's changed because of circumstances or, or, or beliefs about things. And it's not quite the same, and therefore it's not as satisfying. So we've got to feel our feelings. We've got to make time to interpret those feelings as we evolve through them. Did I say evolve, Gage? Indeed. Well placed. (laughs) As we evolve through them, the levels of maturity and the levels of our awareness of what our feelings mean and what triggers them for us, all of that stuff is about heart set. That's beautiful. I I feel like this is something I desperately need because I'm one of those habitual overthinkers (laughs) who's uh, thinking about all the different parameters, all the different settings, all the different things I could tweak and which way it could go. And, you know, you you don't really know any of those things, but you're trying to calculate a decision based on all those factors. And I should probably pause more often and listen to my heart and where my heart feels like is the right way to go, especially if it's something you have a lot of experience in. Folks who done all these uh, personality style instruments, you know, and they know that they're more mindful than this or that or that, but we're not talking about abandoning. We're talking about balance. And that's really important. That's an important distinction. We're not talking about either or. We're talking about all of them in a balance so that one can come in when it's appropriate. The other one can come in when it's appropriate. So that mindful practice, mindful practices you were just talking about and overthinking can be dissuade or you can have fear of those things because you can always take them back. And that might be exactly the right thing. It might be that I approach a skills, I I use a skill set now about something because something needs to to happen and and so on. You get what I mean? So people don't want to be pigeonholed and they don't, we don't want folks to abandon either. Just kind of going back to what Linwood led off and those three components of of how we chose to define heart set is I just want to make sure that it's really clear is one area is we're talking about a way of being showing up to the world living from that place of empathy and being compassionate and caring and kind really like what the heart represents right of love and then there's also applying yourself to that thing in life that most excites you as one begins to take this on I think the next step is and you really pointed to it well Gage understanding when you have that moment There's like something that's happening inside of you where potentially you've got two signals going off at the same time. You've got your intuitive, we'll call it gut, heart set saying, 
this is something that feels right. And here's an answer. Here's a knowing. And then you immediately have the mind that kicks in and says, no, 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 no. I'm in charge. Let's run the show here. I need to be logical. I need to be, I need to have structure and framework to this. I need to solve this problem. So you have this interconnectedness and this dynamic and this kind of tug of war happening. So I think a really good step is always for many things is just an awareness that, oh, excellent. I've just engaged with a battle between my heart and my head. Awesome. And to step back as a neutral third party observer and say, okay, what does this one have to say? And what does that one have to say? And that just in and of itself is an amazing practice to notice when you've stepped into that place where all of a sudden you've got one system trying to override the other system. You don't even need to figure it out. You don't need to solve anything, but just that that understanding that excellent, I now am getting mixed messages. And then the next part is, and what am I going to do about it? Which path do I take? And then to start to begin to build data points, and this is something as dorky as it might sound, is let's have some hypotheses. Let me see what happens as a result in my life when I go down this track. And maybe I listen to this you know, way of being, or like I listen to my mind, if that's something that you can even clearly extrapolate from. Or you know what? A lot of times too, the whole notion of following your heart, even when you don't know it's going to turn out, is having the courage to say, I actually can't logically tell you why I'm making this decision. And yet I know it in my core that this is something that I desire that I need to do. And we hear that often, like, I just need to go here. I need to leave this job. I need to move here. I need to end this relationship. I don't, why I don't know, but I know. And that's that notion of like the intuitive and the gut. And so the last thing that, you know, to tie this all together is that they're all tools for us. And to really know, it's like showing up on the job and building a house. The first thing that you aren't going to do is you're not going to pull out your screwdriver and try to screw some nails that you got to build the foundation. Let's pour the concrete, right? So to know what tools to pull out at the appropriate time, I think ultimately is this sense of having it be our greatest source of opportunity and success is that we get so masterful and skillful at really understanding how information is coming into us and what to do about it and how to navigate that to ultimately live the life that we want to live. What Matt's talking about in a big way there, I think, Gage, is what is intentional application. So you're not just on A-U-T-O-matic, but that you've chosen to use your mind or your heart or your skills when you've done the work of determining what each one of those messages is and which one's applicable at that time with intention. And there are some things you got to give up. Let's not leave those out because you know people make people change because of benefits, but they also don't change because of costs. So let's talk about some of those costs. It means that you release things that no longer serve you. That takes a boldness and a courage. And you can feel it and you know it in your, in your heart of hearts. You know it. And uh, be willing to let go of what limits you from being your, and, and here's a term used a lot, your authentic self. Your authentic self is in your heart. And to let go of what you know needs to just go. The part about you can't explain it. It just needs to go and you know. Or bringing in what's more beneficial and empowering as a result of the space that you've created there. That's beautiful. So if we have time, Gage, we want to pin it to business, want to pin it to leadership. Yeah, I was going to ask. So when somebody's in that heart set and mind battle where, let's just say, for example, somebody wants to pursue a new business venture and 
in their heart, they feel like this is the right direction to go. Maybe the market's going to shift there. Maybe they think this is what's going to move their company into the future, but there's no data there or whatever. So their mind is like, whoa, I don't know. There's no, there's no information on whether or not that is going to become a thing. It's going to be really expensive. It's going to take a long time, you know, and you start getting in that battle of, I feel this is the right way, but I can't put anything on paper. I can't justify it. When they get in those kind of battles, do you have advice for how to know which voice to listen to? (laughs) Well, initially what comes to mind is something that we can all just fall in love with, and that is that we have a nervous system. And I don't mean a nervous system. I mean that we have a nervous system. And what the nervous system is there for is to keep us safe. And what the nervous system there is to detect what's going on around us. And if we're healthy, we have a healthy brain, we have healthy systems in our bodies. There's no shortage of information there, ever. No shortage. Now, we might be detecting and not be aware that we're detecting, and it looks like there are no data points, but there always is. So, one of the things that it requires is courage, and these are some practical tips, to speak up in meetings, to speak into and have a, find a voice that tells the story of what that nervous system needs, about what you're noticing, about what's going on in that heart of hearts or in the gut. And to lead from interconnectedness, knowing that we're all connected, we all have a nervous system, we all want the things that we want, we all have a heart set. Those are the beginning places to start to create that, to do that data mining, to get what it is that you need to make a move. I'll answer that question by saying, maybe in a different direction, is if you can begin to write down, so you, you basically got two options. I just feel like this business is going to do it. I don't, you know, I don't have data points. Okay. Then maybe make the list of what is the worst case scenario of what could happen. And I always love the worst case scenario, which is like, okay, I'm going to take out a big loan. And in two years, this thing is going to flop. I'm going to owe a million bucks to the bank. I'm going to put my house up, right? For this or that. Like, are you okay with that? Are you okay with the absolute worst thing happening? And if that's a yes, you go for it. If that's a true yes, do you know what I'm saying? If you've created the absolute worst case scenario and you said, yep, if that's, if I'm okay with that and that is, that has a likelihood of happening, then proceed, right? And I think that ultimately too, that that's kind of a, not a trick question, but there's like this place inside of each person that they just have to go with what they feel, even though it isn't supported. And, you know, me being one of them in a way that in my smaller entrepreneurial endeavors that I've been a part of, there's been numerous occasions that we didn't have data points. And as pioneers, as foragers, as people who are evolving the world, you have to sometimes go to the future. And I think like this is a lot of times what entrepreneurs do. They have to go to the future They have the idea and they have to come back and say, guys, I think I know where we're going in three, four, five, six years. I have a vision. There isn't any data points. I could be called crazy. And yet I got a feeling, right? I got a feeling. So I think there comes to this, it's it's very independent. And ultimately it's, if you can balance again, this is where the, the balance comes in. Are you okay practically with what this might take from you? Your time, your energy, effort, and focus. Are you okay with the worst case scenario? Do you have the energy to embark on this journey? And then also balance that with like, where does this sit in you? Where does this live in you? Is this thing burning and keeping you up at night? And all of those blend into making that decision for you. You do have to, on some level, when you start to get into big things, 
taking on money and debt, if that's something, or just embarking on an adventure, you got to take into consideration. Want to go to a want to go to to go where no one has gone before. That's what pioneers and forgers do, and that takes vision. And vision is a hard set. All too often, vision is seen as a business plan and data points and models. And if you want to do something no one's done before, which is what a lot of evolving leaders and entrepreneurs want to do, we've got to add to the C-suite group gauge and come up with the CVO, the chief vision officer, the person who sees, who feels, who's willing to be that kind of courageous, who knows that that intentionality connects us on a deeper level, that it enhances our listening skills, that heart set allows us to put ourselves in other people's shoes, enabling us to truly listen with compassion and sincere intention to understand where other people are coming from. Those are the things that kick off something that's never happened before so that we consider what it is that we want to bring to the world, not just as a business, but maybe as a movement. Yeah, that's beautiful. What I like about what both of you were saying is that not only is it applicable to business as we started out with, because like you both mentioned, that's where some of the most world-changing businesses have come from. (laughs) There was no data. Somebody just had a, a vision and they led with their heart set. And then eventually, data came into their favor. But what I also like about it is it also works for personal life. Some of the people I've looked up to in my career are the people who (laughs) didn't have the data that quitting their job and moving in some different direction that their heart was leading them was going to work out. But they just did it. They fell in love with some new field or some new practice or had this vision for what they could be doing. And they just made that shift and started living more from their heart set. And then a career path kind of was built around them. And it was never there before. Like that that unique combination of skill set, mindset, heart set, or whatever that they ended up developing to build a career path kind of grew up because they followed their heart set. I'm going to say one more thing real quick, Gage, is that, and I'm going to just kind of toss some things on their head a little bit. But in large part, the heart set can become a skill set because it takes practice to develop your heart set. It takes time for you to begin to trust in decisions that you're making. And I would say a big roadblock to a lot of people diving into this and really playing around with how to live from their heart set is because they don't trust themselves. They don't trust that the decisions that they're making are the right decisions. So that prevents them from maybe leaning in a little bit and saying, you know what, I don't have a ton of data on this, but this is where, you know, really what I feel and I'm going to start to make decisions and balance the ratio of like, I need this much data and this much feeling. And then they can start to play around with that ratio. And as you train yourself, like you would in anything, if you're going to go to the gym, or any new skill, it takes practice and it takes time under tension for you to be like, you know what? I made that good decision. It led to this. I leaned into that and it led to this. And now you trust yourself more so you feel more comfortable operating from that place. But it's the trust that bridges the gap. We've all had the pain of not doing this. So it's not like it's brand new stuff to get into heart set. Have you ever made a decision where you didn't listen to your heart? Maybe because you didn't trust your intuition, your inner feeling voice, your heart or your gut's voice. And as a result, didn't you learn a painful lesson? So it's not like we don't know what this stuff is like when we don't do it. I think it it also ties into management uh, too. I think there's lots of phrases to help people hijack this balance between your mind and your heart. Hire slow, fire fast and... um, I know there's uh, hire the person, not the resume. And there's these all, all these different phrases that we have to remind ourselves 
to have some balance of heart and head because sometimes that person you really want to hire doesn't add up on paper, but you just have this feeling and you go with it anyway. Or sometimes you hire someone that looks great on paper and everything added up. They killed it in the interview, but then they're not performing. And and you know, you got to follow your gut and either coach them or, you know, let them go and move on. And there's different phrases like that, that I think kind of capture this balance of finding a way to help use your heart set and your mindset at the same time. That's beautiful, Gage. Absolutely. Well, this is awesome. I'm definitely going to meditate on this one for a little bit while or for a little after this because I know I definitely have – I know I do follow my heart set on quite a few things, but I do get caught in battles of getting stuck too much in my mind and not knowing which way to go and, and maybe I just need to practice some skill set of balancing heart set in those decisions so that I can have a better formula for keeping balance and making the decisions that I know are right even if it doesn't add up on paper. And let's be certain that we get this in, that it's not a solo journey either. When you think about what is it that your heart wants more of that you can give it right now, great. And if you cannot provide it for yourself, who can you engage in that process as a network of support to have that take place? This is not a solo journey because it's just, if you will, just your heart. It's all of our beating hearts together and the the collective heart that businesses can thrive when they serve. So maybe multiple heart sets build a heart system that you can rely on. Heart system, an interweb, an go. interweb heart system, an intergalactic <laughs> heart system. <laughs> that's who we are here. You know, that's our collective humanity in all of our hearts. The beating heart of the planet, the beating heart of a country, the beating heart of a you know, yeah, there is a beating heart that's bigger than each or any of ours. Love it. Well, thank you both for coming on and sharing some more of your wisdom. It's always enjoyable to hear you talk and to kind of dive in to some of these subjects with you. So, I appreciate your time and look forward to chatting next. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Linwood, Matt, or their company, go to subtledistinctions.com. Business can be a powerful force for good. Is your brand living up to its full potential? Visit evolvecpg.com to learn about our new workshop, Exponentially Good, to scale your impact exponentially. Subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel for more innovator interviews, expert advice, and leadership discussions. If you like this episode, leave a heart, thumbs up, or review, and share it with your colleagues. As an ever-evolving show, we also love feedback, so send us your thoughts or ideas for who we should talk to next to evolve at modernspecies.com. Thank you.